Hey everyone, welcome to this uh, short mini musing. Just uh, thinking about Korhor and his emphasis on knowing and not being able to know. So, uh, I mentioned this in the main episode, but just wanted to revisit it. Uh, And that is from John chapter 17. In the great intercessory prayer, Christ said, And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. That's it. That's the purpose of our life. That is life eternal. So, what is the work and glory of, uh, of God? Is to bring to pass the immortality and eternal life. Okay? So, he wants us to be immortal, meaning our bodies won't be separated. Okay? Christ was crucified. Uh, and was resurrected, and because of that, all people, whoever were on earth, everyone of the the sons and daughters of our Father, will be reunited with their body, never to be separated again. Immortality. So through the atonement of Christ, everyone will receive that gift of immortality. So check one off for the work and glory of God. Bring to pass the immortality. What about the eternal life? Well, so if this is life eternal, that they might know God and Jesus Christ. So if his work and glory is to bring to pass our eternal life, and life eternal or eternal life is to know Christ and to know God, we can put those things together and say, the work and glory of God is to have us know him. So this is where Korahor's thesis of not being able to know is so wrong because the entire work and glory of God is for us to know him and to become like him. So hang with me for a minute. We're going to go to Moroni chapter 10. I lied. Didn't know, don't know why I said chapter 10 because it's actually chapter 7. And it's actually Mormon speaking. Uh, And he says, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, pray unto the Father with all the energy of heart that ye may be filled with this love which he hath bestowed upon all who are the true followers of his Son, Jesus Christ, that ye may become the sons of God, that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is, that we may have this hope, uh, that we may be purified even, even as he is pure. Amen. Okay, so we will be like him. So he wants us to know him and be like him. That's his entire purpose. What's this? This this verse is also about charity, right? So it seems that charity is essential to recognizing him and knowing him, because it says, "When he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is." So we'll see him as he is because. We are like him, and it's about charity. And so, how do we become like him, and how do we know him? It seems that loving our neighbor and charity is essential. So, and, and like I said, stick with me. Let's go back to Korhor. Remember, Korhor's doctrine was a doctrine of relativism, and that every man fared. I'll, I'm just flipping there now, so I'll read just exactly what you said. Uh, there could be no atonement made for their sins of men. But every man fared in this life according to the management of the creature. So you get what you deserve based on how good you are, based on your 
your faculties based on your body, based on your brain, based on your talents, whatever you get, you get. Um, therefore, every man prospered according to his genius. So not only was Korahor teaching you can't know, he was also teaching an, a very uh, uncharitable doctrine here. And by teaching uncharity, I guess, anti-charity, like the Antichrist, right? What he's really teaching is that is is a is a damnation. It damns us, stops us, literally stops us from coming to know God. Because coming to know God, as Moroni talks about, or Mormon in Moroni chapter seven talks about coming to know God. It's essential that we pray for the love of Christ, pray for charity with all the energy of heart, so that we can obtain it, so that we can be like Him. So that when He comes, we can see Him as He is. So for us to be like Him. To know him, we must have charity. Korohor was saying, do what you want. Don't care about other people. You're going to get what you deserve based on what... Leave everyone else in the dust. So Satan had put into Korohor's mind here these two thoughts. If you can stop people from being charitable, you can stop them from knowing. And if you can stop them from knowing, you can stop them from becoming like him. And if you can stop that, you stop them from obtaining eternal life. And if you stop them from obtaining eternal life, you frustrated the plan of salvation. You frustrated the purpose, the work and glory of God. So now I'm going to flip back to Mormon in Moroni. It's confusing, I know. Stick with me. Um, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, if you have not charity, you're nothing. For charity never faileth, wherefore cleave unto charity, which is the greatest of all, for all things must fail. That is why Mormon could say that without charity, and Paul says something very similar, that without charity, ye are nothing. Because if you stop the charity, you stop the knowledge, you stop being like him, you frustrate the entire plan, the entire purpose of God. Uh, so I, the reason I wanted to take this angle of talking about knowing God and coming to know him and Korhor's emphasis on that and then his emphasis on this anti-charity is that we live in a weird time right now where the, we don't meet together. Uh, we don't have sacrament services. We don't have elders quorum. We don't have release society. We don't have Sunday school. We don't have young women's, young men's meetings. Uh, people are social distancing for the most part. You don't really know, you know, you're not really, it's, you don't really aren't going to people's homes. How can you be engaged with them and serve them? Uh, we had an Elder's Corn Presidency meeting just talking about this exact thing and about how we need to be praying with all the energy of heart for charity and also for discernment to know how we can serve and lift the burdens of others. We have a unique opportunity right now to become more like Christ, to become saviors on Mount Zion, to lift the burdens of those who are weighed down, and in so doing, honestly, ease our own burdens. But we have this unique opportunity right now to learn to serve in His way. Yes, taking cookies is great. It's a good thing. Yes, doing yard service, you know, mowing someone's lawn, helping them move is a great service. It is. I'm not trying to diminish those types of things. But we have an opportunity now to truly engage with the Spirit and 
seek discernment on how to mourn with those that mourn in a, in a different way, in a unique and new way. To feel, in a small sense, to ease, I guess, sicknesses and pains, the infirmities. Think back, go back and read Alma chapter seven, verses eleven through thirteen. And not feel them in the way that the Savior felt them, but in a in a measure, ease them in the way that He can, and be His hands in easing them. But it takes effort, it takes energy, it takes all energy of heart and praying for that type of love, and that type of discernment. I'm not there yet, and I'm not, and I don't mean to. I don't want to come off preachy and saying I'm here. You guys should join me. I'm saying we together as the body of Christ, have a unique opportunity right now in the time that we live with what's going on in the world to lengthen our stride, to try a little harder to be a little better. And I hope you'll join me uh, on, on that quest. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate you listening. And as always, shout out to everyone who's listening uh, in Oregon and in Idaho, truly appreciate uh, you, you tuning in uh, once or twice a week to hear me ramble on about the scriptures and about the gospel. Uh, stay safe out there and we'll talk soon.